to another episode of Sunday Picnic Podcast. My name's Christine. And my name's Dolly. <laughs> and today's episode, we're going to be discussing indie films or independent films is what it's short for, which I just found out like five seconds ago. Yeah, we wanted to kind of discuss the various cultural films that have been gaining some clout in our circles because we are you know people of color i guess technically uh surrounding the latest film minari by steven yun if you guys know or don't know maybe you guys can go check it out after this episode or yeah this is not going to have any spoilers or anything so no no need to fear we both watched the film and i guess i would say personally i was pretty disappointed i think dolly's a little less critical about it it's funny we really do go back and forth on what we <laughs> find to be more critical but yeah i personally did not like it very much i wouldn't say it was like the worst film ever but yeah i don't think it received it should receive like all the praise it's been getting on like rotten tomatoes and just various review sites and stuff and i I know it's kind of early on it just kind of came out and it's it's really new but it's been very hard to find people like actually criticizing it not not for the sake of criticizing but you know those really good reviews that just have like great critiques that make you think deeper about the film and stuff like that mm -hmm. like I've been trying to find something like that it's been a little difficult for me so because I think I'm definitely in that camp I just don't know how to articulate and I don't have like the artistic eye so I need some guidance sometimes through these reviews to sort of discern what I'm personally trying to you know get out but yeah I did not like the film so I'm sorry if I create some anti-fans <laughs> based off that statement, but I did not like Minari. Yeah, I kind of sparked the conversation. So it, it had like widespread praise, like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's the idea 100. of... It was like or 100. Okay. <laughs> or like, yeah. I think it changes a lot like day to day yeah, or like right. as more people watch it and stuff. Sure. But as of this recording, it was like 100 Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, does it deserve that wide accolade or are they afraid to criticize it? It's kind of like that idea of are people not criticizing it because it is a maybe like person of color kind of movie. So it's maybe beyond the realm of criticism or is it actually a standalone really good movie? And for me, I mean, the trailer was so good and mm -hmm. I actually like got teary from watching mm. the trailer because it's an immigrant story and I'm obviously an immigrant or second generation immigrant uh, family so it kind of struck a chord and so it built up this expectation and once I watched it while I wasn't as disappointed as Christine I do think it could have been stronger like the editing could have been more tight it was slow at various moments and you could argue that the slowness was maybe a reflection of like the setting in which it was told like it's a rural setting and everything's slow and countryside area but it didn't meet as much much of an emotional chord as as I thought it would so that was something that I wanted to note but overall I thought it was a good movie still but yeah. maybe not as memorable <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I agree I think the editing could have been tighter here and there but more than editing for me it was just the pure storytelling I believe the writer of the story is Korean American so mm. or yeah like a Korean immigrant so it makes sense that they would also tell a story of a Korean person however I just like the story just didn't make sense to me there are moments that they could have really didn't have to explain so hard you know um not the cultural stuff i'm just talking about like pure storytelling 
you know, mechanism. And then there's parts where it's just like gaping holes in my opinion. I'm like, uh, can you not like what? Like, it, it, please explain what's going on. Mm. I know that it could have been an artistic choice to leave it open, whatever. But mm. yeah, it just didn't vibe with me. I was just like, what? There's yeah, it makes no sense. So I personally, mm, yeah, I was really disappointed. I would like Dolly said, I was looking forward to it. Um, I thought it was really cool. It's like uh, a lot of the movies not in English, even though A24 is technically an American production studio. So it's cool that they're doing something different. But <laughs> to get like 100% of Rotten Tomatoes, it means it's like a pretty tight film. Like it's got really not missing much. But I would say Minari's missing a lot. Personally. Yeah. But then again, we also talked about how even when something is 100%, when we actually watch it, we actually disagree with it, like in a lot of other movies that we've talked about. Like Crazy Rich Asians, my Asian American friends were saying how good it was. When it come to actually watching it, I was like, wow, this is very low version of a Korean drama that I would watch and I would not watch this again. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians was another great example of not a good film. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah, it was fun, I suppose. Like, it was, you know, just kind of a, a great story. Like, haha. But, like, to get 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, what? Like, critic count or whatever, you know, there's, like, audience score and there's a critic mm -hmm. score. Mm -hmm. And, like, the critics said it was, like, 91%. I think that's mm -hmm. a little generous because it was honestly just another rom-com. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying rom-coms are bad, but they're definitely not, like good i would say there's a very very few select that are just like actual you know really good films i know good is very subjective but if you're kind of trying to i guess what i would define as good is like a good story good acting tight storytelling as in there's no like gaps in the storyline like it just it all makes sense it's logical it's mm -hmm. believable um, even if it's like fantasy like it makes sense in that logical realm of whatever you know presets they have there you know the cinematography is good i would say like those are factors i i look for in movies Crazy Rich Asians, yeah, it was high production, it was very beautiful, like there's lots of glam, you know, acting was pretty phenomenal, but like the story, what the heck, it was just, <laughs> it was just not like a trashy story, but you know those stories that are just, they have no real like message, it's just, it's just like a fun story, like Dolly was saying, mm -hmm. like a Korean drama or just like a soap opera or like, like you know those just tv shows you watch just to pass time it's not like mm. oh i'm i'm watching this and this is so like what a wonderful story <laughs> mm. it was not like that and i would say for something to receive that high of a score i see in general more mainstream films i feel like have to meet all of those criterias to get that high mm. but then when it's like a person of color film it's like it seems like it's a little maybe like a little too generous in my opinion mm. yeah it's almost as if we lower the expectations for that maybe because there aren't as many movies around that are of that kind so there's really nothing to compare it to because crazy rich asians there's not another movie that we can think of in american film industry that is like a similar counterpart so you know if we replaced all of the actors and actresses with white actors and actresses would it receive the same rating i don't know uh, honestly but yeah i just thought the classic trope of maybe not as well off female character who butts heads with the rich potential mother-in-law and the mother-in-law is trying to separate her from her son like that is just a classic korean drama trope yeah i would say it wasn't that and I'm like looking at other films, like if you ever watch Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, it's a very, it's like a story about rape, I think. I forgot, I like watched it a long time ago when it came out. 
And I'm seeing here on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 90%, which is the same critic percent as Crazy Rich Asians. And I'm like, that's shocking because three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is like an actual like message. You know what I mean? Like it's actually mm-hmm. trying to make a statement about a girl being murdered after like getting, you know, sexually abused or something like that. And mm-hmm. like the film here is like very gut wrenching. It's like trying to tell this like vulnerable story. And it's like the same category as crazy rich asians which is just like a light-hearted like love story i'm like mm, mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it just doesn't mm-hmm. match for me mm-hmm. like i don't think the two belong in the same category yeah i would say like something comparable to crazy rich asians would be really honestly any rom-com and if you look at rom-coms they get like 20 percent. so it's just like yeah yay this movie was like one of the first that had a bunch of asian people but like mm-hmm. and i celebrate that i, I really do but mm-hmm. i don't think that like means the film was good in, mm. it, by any means like it was just mm-hmm. like a normal quote-unquote average you know great movie like it wasn't mm. like exceptional it wasn't itonia or mm. uh three billboards or whatever like these films that are trying to make statements those are the ones that are supposed to get like 90 percent higher you know what i mean yeah that's true yeah i think we're saying that we can celebrate the representation without necessarily praising the movie because sometimes i think people are conflating those two and it's like no we should be able to criticize it because that way that future movies that have people of color can be in stronger and better and they can only grow when people actually give feedback on it rather than just praising it unconditionally and I think that's really important moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's kind of an issue for sure when you see some films that are maybe like more indie vibes <laughs> like mm, those mm-hmm. independent artsy. Like another movie I recently watched, Marriage Story that's i guess a little more artsy too like i felt i really liked how the scenes were kind of theater-esque like it felt Mm. like a scene ended and then it like black out and then the next scene starts kind of like theater and the story surrounds two people who do work in theater so kind of like i felt Mm. paralleled that i i thought those little creative touches were really nice and the story was like very moving i thought it's not like I personally related to the characters or anything like that, but it was just a good story. Like the story was well told through the film. The acting was great. The cinematography was, you know, I mean, it was just like a, like they were in houses. It wasn't like, that wasn't the point of the film, but it was, it was good. Yeah. Stuff like that, I would say has like that kind of indie vibe, but it's like done well, <laughs> in my mm-hmm. opinion. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with like representation, obviously, because they're both like very famous mainstream actors like Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. But but yeah, like those films, it's just like mind-blowing. That quality of film is like in the same level as like a film that is just honestly not at that level. But then just because mm-hmm. it's like all Asian people or all, you know, people of color, it's like, okay, now it's the same category. And I mm-hmm. I hope that can change because like Dolly was saying, if it changes, then people can actually give real feedback. And then going forward, we can have even better movies with representation because it'll actually be a good movie you know yeah and granted this might not be true when some movie that is actually really bad comes out or like that does deserve criticism and people do criticize it maybe like our our theory 
might change. But for now, it just seems like everyone is praising movies that star people of color as the main character. <laughs> so that's why we think that's the basis of our conclusion or what we think is happening in the movie industry. Yeah, I mean, of course, this is like very, we have to take everything with a grain of salt. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, movies are pretty subjective. And then second of all, I would say, like, we are not movie critics. Like, we do not know, like, exactly what we're supposed to be looking for. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we rely on actual critics to tell us some of these things. Um, true, and that we true. synthesize our own opinions from that because, you know, we like to form our own opinions. But, yeah, I would say this is a great example. Like, Dolly and I have a lot of interests, as you can tell, through getting to know us maybe through the podcast. But we do not, we are not experts in really anything. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, we chose the path of medicine, I suppose, but I wouldn't call us experts in that either yet. But yeah, we do not we do not have mastery over any topic we discuss, <laughs> as yeah, you can see. Yeah, that's true. So this is all to spark ideas and conversation mm -hmm. rather than you're here to actually get the down low on Minari or these films. Like, this is not this podcast. Yeah. But I mean, if you have also outlier opinions on certain things like this, because I think we have more of an outlier opinion from the majority on movies that we've just talked about, like Crazy Rich Asians and Minari, then this is like safe space for you to like tell us what you think of those movies that might not be as popular or controversial. So let us know, because if we're the only ones who think that, or if you also think that as well. Yeah, I'm curious, because no one's really reached out. <laughs> People do. <laughs> I would love to engage as with Dolly. Yeah, I think, yeah, going back to like criticizing movies, though, I think that there are a lot of elements that just we don't understand per se yet, you know, because it's like, I feel like there are different, like, Dolly was like bringing up how cr critics of movies have different standards, you know, there's different things that they're looking for. So it's like, it's really important that we define what, you know, we think is a good movie or what critics think is a good movie, because I think that can really evolve, you know, it's just, it's very different for what you're looking for. If you're just looking for a lighthearted feel-good movie yeah like crazy rich asians is probably great mm. marriage story would not be great like you'd probably be wrecked or sad or not happy mm. after so mm -hmm. it just sort of depends like i think as well but as a whole you know like when you're trying to think of it as a general like i don't know what to call it vibe is that like a bad it's too vague but you know <laughs> yeah i feel like that's kind of what i'm trying to like go after or trying to figure out pinpoint mm. what the what the issue mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. i also do think that slower movies are much harder to satisfy in a way and i wonder the correlation between like people's satisfaction with the movie and how fast paced it is for example i remember the director martin scorsese saying the avengers movies saying oh they're amusement park movies they are great if you want to go to amusement park but they're not cinema they don't have the features of cinema so in that sense i do think that maybe minari is kind of like from an artistic point of view like for critics who look at i don't know how things are shot and the angles and perspectives that might be much more high level than we can see but from a story storytelling perspective which I think is primarily what audiences are really looking for things that satisfy us from an emotional perspective maybe that is a little bit lacking but everything else is better from a cinema perspective can't really speak too much on that since I don't know what a cinema perspective really entails <laughs> but I do agree I feel like movies like Avengers like you know I think do have a great they have good acting they have great story 
I think they have a message. Overall, it's pretty high production. I wouldn't say they're out there to try and like create this artistic piece or anything like that. I do feel like they're kind of just cash cows in a way, you know, they're just making money based off that mm. franchise. But I would say though, still like a lot of these more indie independent films, such as, you know, the recent Minari, it's just not, I wouldn't say it was, okay, so here's my actual like problem with the film. It was <laughs> so disconnected. It felt the scenes, yeah, they had the same people in the same background, but it didn't feel like a cohesive story, which I feel like is a primary point of any film. Filmmaking is storytelling visually. That's like the historical roots of like movies, you know, it's to tell a story of some sort, uh, whether it's fictional or not. And it just seems like it's lacking that foundational point of just, you know, telling this story. It felt very fragmented, like a second draft of the film or something like that. It, it felt not complete to me because of the way things just didn't have good transitions. The ending was just like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, okay, like, I understand what you're trying to go for. It makes sense to me, but only after really thinking super, super hard, which maybe mm. is the point. But I felt like there was a lot of loopholes that, not loopholes, loose ends, like strings that were not tied together. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying every film needs that, but it, it didn't really address the fact that this movie had loose ends. It felt like it was supposed to be swept under the rug. Like the loose ends, like you're not really supposed to think mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. At least that's how I kind of perceived it. Of mm -hmm. course, you know, if I talked to the director or something, like maybe that's not what I was supposed to see. But that was the vibe mm -hmm. that I got. Versus like a movie like Inception, if you've guys seen that, it's kind of a similar vibe. Like it's got a loose end, right? Like it's open-ended. But the, I felt like the, that film, you knew it was supposed to be open-ended. It was supposed mm -hmm. to be like a discussion. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to go talk to your friends. Like, what do you think happened? Mm -hmm. Versus this, it just felt like they put this sticker over it like happy face like let's just let's just be happy and i don't see <laughs> see like that being an artistic oh like this is gonna really get the audience to think or or really discuss with their friends like that's mm. not what i felt from the movie and maybe it was supposed to be subtle i don't know but i didn't like that either mm. way i didn't like that it was so messy mm. messy but mm -hmm. not purposefully messy it felt like an accident messy yeah, I feel like it should be a standalone piece where it doesn't require a heavy part on the audience's end to actually like think through logically like what happened when they didn't actually show it, which I do think is a little bit lacking. Like if the audience has to work in order to understand the ending, sometimes in this case where it wasn't intentional, then I do think that deserves criticism for it. But I mean, one thing that I do enjoy after watching a movie is trying to find interviews with the director or something to really understand what went behind the scenes or the process into making this movie because yeah it helps me really understand what he was trying to do even if I didn't really understand it and then I appreciate it a little bit more yeah maybe I'll do that I don't even know if there are interviews because everything's virtual right now maybe I'll seek it out I did yeah. that for Parasite and it was super helpful for me just to see what he was like getting at. Yeah, I feel like Parasite is one of those films that also in a lot of ways I think had just great elements of great storytelling, great acting, cinematography. You know, it had a lot of deeper subtle messages that you could discuss with people if that's what mm -hmm. you're into. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that for me is a great example of a truly amazing film. Like an um, awesome piece of art because art I think in general like even paintings and stuff 
I think it's supposed to be consumable to a degree, not like, you know, mass consumption or anything, but like, you know, you ha it has to be palpable, right? Like when you see a painting, like it's supposed to be, even if it's abstract, like it's supposed to kind of make something feel inside of you, whether mm -hmm. that's good or bad or something, but it's it, the purpose of it is to like enrich your life, right? That's, that's kind of like the purpose of life. I mean, sorry, art, but I think a truly good piece of art goes beyond that like you can discuss with people about the piece uh whether it's like music or paintings or movies but it can also just be a standalone like this is great to look at you know this is just a great thing piece of art um mm. and i think parasite is a good example where it has all of those elements of mm. a great piece of art and yeah i think those like dolly was saying like that kind of movie really does deserve all the accolades and awards because it was very groundbreaking and Art is not easy to come by, of course, because it takes a lot of thought and genius brains and things like that and time and investment, intentionality. And yeah, I was just disappointed, I guess, because I, <laughs> I had high hopes for Minari. I thought it could be something in that regard, in that realm. Mm. Yeah, it did have a lot of relatable elements for sure, though. Just wanted to kind of give some of it praise. There was a part where I think the mom was like taking earwax out of the little kid and like having him lay down. And that was totally my mom with me when I was growing up. She was kind of obsessed about, oh, if you have a lot of earwax, let me take it out for you. I guess that's not really connected to being an immigrant. But those are the things that, you know, you look at and it's like so personal and so detailed that you're like, whoa. I don't know, those little touches really kind of make this like family come alive because they don't just seem like a generic family, but it's a very specific family, but also grounded in universal elements that can go beyond just a Korean American family to like, you know, every immigrant family who struggles to make it out in America and, and struggles with assimilation when they're the only people who look like them and everyone stares at them. Like those are great elements that mm -hmm. the director is really trying to point out. But if it was grounded in better storytelling, that could have made it even better for sure yeah yeah and that's the thing i feel like those little moments that they had it's yeah it might be relatable to some audiences like exactly per in particular mm -hmm. like korean immigrants but i feel like again another good element of storytelling is that is something that's also familiar to even more people outside mm. of that culture right i think a great example of a24 production studios movie of farewell if you've seen that one that mm, came out like last year mm -hmm. or two years ago uh, i know that one's not like super popular and i'm not ethically chinese but like and this story mm. is based off a chinese american girl i mm -hmm. related in some ways even more to her to this story um, mm -hmm. because of just the way like it, it talked about family as well but you know i like sobbed in this film i was just mm -hmm. i was like heartbroken because you know it made me think of my grandma it made me think of my family and it was none of that was similar like i my, my grandma does not live in the same like place that this you know aquafina's grandma lived in the film or anything like that but it was just that kind of storytelling as we were kind of repeating over and over but like it was that element of storytelling that felt familiar like i can apply this to my own life and i can relate in that way that mm -hmm. i thought was done really really well so yeah i i guess because of, you know, I know A24 is capable of producing very, very awesome films like that, um, that are also with other representation that's not mainstream American films, mm -hmm. um, that I thought that Minari could do that too, uh, I guess is where it was a little, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. a little disheartening. I think it really just comes down to storytelling because it's, the idea is there, you know, it just needs to 
to pass by more eyes maybe like i don't know how many people like really like was able to give feedback onto the storyline but um mm. maybe if like more people gave some input it could have become a little slightly a little bit more expanded to a relatable you know kind of palette that mm. makes the story i think more robust because the more people that can relate to your story i think in some ways or understand it it's not like you have to like parallel right. that to your life but exactly. just like i can see where you're coming from that's mm. when that story becomes very powerful in a way that i think people like humans of new york that brandon stanton guy he does a great job of doing that because i think he knows how to ask the kind of questions where yeah you might not live in like a tiny you know town in or like a tiny neighborhood in Cairo, Egypt, the way the story is told, you can kind of understand where that person might be coming from, even mm -hmm. if that's nothing, you know, close to what your life is like. And mm -hmm. I think that's elements of true, powerful storytelling that yeah. I hope, that's I hope, you know, true. they can do for other other films that are people yeah. of color going for yeah hey it might be a personal thing though like i might ask a immigrant friend who's not even asian american and see how they felt and if they related to it just as much as anyone else then i think it did a good job in that so it might be more relatable than we think yeah well i'm not yeah. even talking about like other people i was just talking about myself like even oh, though yeah. like this is supposed to be something that's reflecting my culture like i honestly mm. couldn't really say i related to this film in any I way see. i um, see i could okay. i could pick up on the nuances oh that's like korean or something like that yeah but i yeah, wasn't yeah. like yes like this is so powerful <laughs> like my story is being told like you know mm, yeah i see what you're that. saying okay well i mean there's our take we're more critical of it than maybe other people but that's what we're here to do to be honest about our, our thoughts yeah well let us know if you've checked out this film or any of the other films mm -hmm. what you think um, i know movies are very subjective and sometimes mm -hmm. you want an artsy film sometimes you just want feel-good film so you mm. know i know it can range from a lot of stuff but yeah, I still hope everyone goes check out Nani because I think <laughs> it's like it's after awesome. all this bashing, we're like, check it out, guys. <laughs> well, check it out for yourself and let, sh and let us know what you think, because this yeah. is just our take, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, like Dolly said, maybe there are people who do super relate to it. So I'm just curious, you know, what you guys, what good you see in that film, because I would love to know <laughs> i would love to try to see more good it was very beautiful i would say like mm. the, mm -hmm. i thought the, it was very well acted too yeah yeah the yeah. acting was great the the background was great i think every character had mm. strong acting so yeah yeah mm -hmm. i would say definitely props to the actors and all the people who put hard work into trying to tell that story i know it's not easy but hopefully yeah. moving forward they can take this feedback which they'll never listen to but if they somehow <laughs> did you know and make a better film oh my going gosh forward. <laughs> but yeah that concludes our episode today we hope you come back next time for more yes we'll have more topics in store for you guys all right well catch you guys next all time all right bye guys bye. Bye.